0: Welcome to the Time Out Podcast with Tony McGettigan, because we all need a little time out from life.
1: This is Malachi McLaughlin, and I am the guest of the Time Out Podcast, episode 57.
0: Well, folks, you're very welcome to episode number 57 of the Time Out Podcast with me, Tony McGettigan. And uh, it's uh, hard to believe that it's been 609 days uh, since the last in-person interview I had in my podcast way back to February the 19th, 2020 with uh, Adrian Sweeney. And uh, today is another uh, in-person interview. My guest today is a local DJ here in dunlow whose uh, popularity has grown and grown since he first took his DJ to Facebook Live about a year and a half ago. At the beginning of the pandemic last year my guest today like uh, many was restricted to what he could do or where he could go and instead of uh, letting it get him down he decided to interact with others in a way like only he can and and his followers have grown and grown uh, ever since from not just here in the Rosses and Donegal but also across the water and beyond as well and I'm delighted to feature him on my podcast today so Maliki McLaughlin, you're very welcome to the timeout podcast. Hi, Tony. how are you? Thanks very, very much for having us on yeah it's that's lovely to feature you, Malaiki. How's the form with you? I'm good, Tony and yourself. I can't complain now to be honest with you there's no point complaining Malaiki Well this is the one. nobody'll listen. No, <laughs> no point Maliki, but you' uh, you're you're, uh, you're looking well anyway. thanks very much. Tony same to yourself too. Yeah. You have to look the best on these kind of conditions that we're on. That's true Malachy and uh, of course uh, it's well documented indeed, the, the times we're living in but when we did back Malachy to your story mm-hmm. last year when you actually started doing your Facebook lives uh, talk me through that process in the sense of the initial moments you decided to do it
1: Yeah, so I was at home anyway folks and uh, one time I, I, I was kind of footering around at home and playing music on the computer as I always be doing and uh, one day I just kind of came on Facebook I have my DJ Mac page there it's on Facebook and um, I just tapped into live and uh, I just gave it a go and see how it went I had a few of my own mates who were watching away and thankfully they were sharing away for me as well and it was great um, and over the time then it just grew and grew and
0: grew as I always say it's like a big fire it can extend anywhere that's very true Malachi and it definitely has been the case for you because you know, uh, you've know you had a lot of numbers, uh, thousands and thousands of people have been viewing you and not only were, how did you bring, bring yourself out of maybe uh, a place where it wasn't so bright at that particular time, you've risen a lot of other people as well oh yeah you know like i had been always
1: used tony to being out and about and going out for my walks and seeing people and that's what i'm all about i like meeting people and seeing them and uh to be told then tony uh, you know after so many years you have to sit down and you can't go out and see anybody or travel far and uh, that's the main reason too is why i started the the uh, online broadcasting from the kitchen at home and made more and uh as I say thankfully everybody enjoyed it and I wasn't really sure Tony what way it was going to go but I suppose you have to say uh, you can't be kind of down about it and say oh sure no one's going to pay attention. You have to go full force and that's the way I am from now on full force.
0: That's at season moment Malachy and you were telling me in, in the pre-interview uh, that you know that you, you get a great reaction too from places like Glasgow. Oh, yeah, definitely,
1: Tony, and uh I've had a lot of following in Glasgow, like and uh Glasgow is actually my second favorite home uh from Dunlow, obviously being the first one, but uh I've always really enjoyed going to Glasgow over the years to the games, and they just
0: have a lovely atmosphere about themselves, and they're they're just like ourselves here at home in Donegal, yeah. Have to say Glasgow is a lovely place. I've been there a good few times over so to Celtic game and uh Celtic not going great at the minute, but we're hopefully big Ange will turn things round, Valkyrie. Uh it's a sore one to to swallow, but yeah, it's true. Like but uh you
1: have to give it to them. You know, they're they are trying their best, but it's just I think a lot of it too, Tony, was that they weren't allowed the fans and as we both know, uh for many years that fans were kind of the cheering on and it was kind of giving the Celtic players a bit of tribe and kind of pushing them to get goals and stuff. But I know
0: there's always hope at the end of the tunnel, as they say. That's true. And Celtic have made a lot of changes there too when you consider the playing, you know, likes of Scott Brown leaving and a lot of young boys coming in. And they will, I'm sure, transition. But it is a big job ahead of them to win any title this year. It is certainly. Like, I mean, when you
1: look at, you know, the way that, For many years, they had been like winning cups and leagues, and it was just unbelievable. But you know, as they all say, a good thing has to come to an end at some stage. But. Uh, you know it was great to be over at the game before the All end you know way way back that time when we were at school and stuff we were taking over on a trip for a weekend and that's why I kind of fell in love with it everywhere you went everyone said hello and how are you and oh you're Donegal and we have cousins there so that's why I say it's, it's near my second home although I do love every other country that we have in the, in the whole wide world but
0: uh, yeah Glasgow being my second yeah. home I would say if we went to Timbuktu, Maliki you'd meet somebody saying, uh, I have a cousin from Donegal. That's true, Tony. <laughs> I uh, yeah, can't
1: argue with that one now, to
0: be honest. Yeah, yeah we're, we're everywhere in, in the world. But uh, when you look at Malachie, your story in the sense of music, you know, music's been always very close to you in the sense of uh, your interest in it, Maliki. And we'll, back, we'll take a story, for example when you were sort of when you're four years old like your memories of uh you've been into garrett brooks and uh sort of dancing to him in your sitting room
1: yeah i was (laughs) i was only about probably about four we actually have uh video coverage of it at home um they would have done a a lot of videoing of me when i was a young lad with the music and laughing away and enjoying it and happy memories tony you know and uh but that's what I used to do, fire on the old video when I would come home from school and put on the cowboy boots and the hat and the guitar and oh it was just it was just a, a childhood thing that I grew up with. Uh both my grandparents were big into music, my great granny before me and them were all into music and as people might know or may not know, many years ago people used to gather to houses and sing songs and tell stories and
0: twangs and stuff and that's where I kinda probably picked up a lot of it too. That's right, yeah. Music was just what was in yeah, Malachi, And when you th- do you think Garrett Brooks, uh, there's talk of him coming to Dublin? And uh, of course, there was disappointment the last time that was uh, on the carriage, but uh, hopefully this time it'll actually happen, Maliki. Well we are hoping alright Tony I mean at
1: the end of the day you know country music is a huge uh, thing here in Ireland now especially with Irish country music Um, when you have all the old you know you've got all the, the new upcoming artists and all that and I would like to watch them all very well on behalf of DJ Mac because uh, you know it's it's a great thing to be part of. Music is, music is a lifeline you know it's like a heartbeat inside your body it, it keeps you going and it gives you something to live
0: for well, that is that uh, is very well said uh, Malachy, that's definitely uh, true, it uh, definitely is a lifeline music yeah, and to, to millions across the world and um, Mary Rogers as well, you know there used to be a talent competition Malachy and uh, year after year you'd be entering that competition and I suppose uh, were you going in as Garrett Brooks? I went in as Garrett Brooks a good few years because I, <laughs> funny enough Tony I was, I was
1: well known for Garrett Brooks and anywhere I went actually Uh, older generation and kind of, you know, all middle-aged generation would say, Aris, sing us a wee Garrett song, isn't he? A great boy singing Garrett Brooks. And I was kind of known for that. And I still kind of would be half known for it, you know, but uh, ever since I was wee, as I say, when I was a young lad growing up here in Dunlow and just listening to country music. And Garrett Brooks, it was my own family that had CDs of him before me and they would have put them on and just... Like anything, it just gelled together, Tony. It's just yeah. it was just
0: a gift I was given. That's right, and and you know something, Garrett <laughs> Brooks, When you look at his story, he should be an inspiration to anybody because uh, the documentary that he had on Netflix, Malaki. Yeah. Uh, I found uh, amazing, if anyone hasn't actually seen it, it's a, I think it's a two-part documentary, and uh, he had a lot of knockbacks to, to actually start out. He, no record label would sign him. Uh, he eventually was signed, uh, and uh, even, for example, uh, Kent Blasey, who wrote the song, If Tomorrow Never Comes... Mm-hmm that song was, uh, a lot of people had turned that song down initially and um, when Garrett Brooks saw the words to it he decided to record it and it turned into be one of the biggest hits those ever re- released and uh, you know, so it just shows you that uh, if you don't get off to a great start in, in any walk of life it doesn't mean to say it has to be the end. Yeah, you know, like as I say too with the DJing
1: uh, earlier on, you know, I honestly didn't know what was going to happen I, I just assumed oh, I'll get a few of the lads that I'm friends with and maybe they'll say oh there's mal you know sometimes you know like things like this here what i learned from it is that some people will take a hand at you and you think inside your mind uh geez i'm really good now and everyone's paying attention but like what i have done i have worked hard enough at it and i believed a wee bit in it and anyone that's encouraging to to start in music or anyone that's kind of nervous starting off please do do it Because, you know, as I always say, people force people to do other things. Like, if someone says, I want you to be a carpenter, why should you be a carpenter when you have the love of music? You know, so follow your dream
0: is the one. Yeah, that's Uh, very true, Maliki, and uh, I think uh, it's it's very good advice, uh, you'd have to say. And, you know, Elvis Presley as well, Maliki, another man. I tell you, all all the big stars you've been uh, kind of inspired by. Oh yeah definitely
1: I mean Elvis you know everybody remembers Elvis from from the year that he started off to he went into Sun Records with just a couple of coins in his hand with a a guitar and two friends and that was like way way back in 1956 like in back in 1956 there wouldn't have been a lot of money and whatever record companies were going. Would have had a good, you know, had a, an ambition to get young stars like Elvis going. You had Johnny Cash. I'm sure you remember Johnny that Cash. Fight. A big fan of Johnny Cash, Tony. Right. He went to the same place, but like that, Johnny Cash had to, he had to fight his way through to to probably get into the recording. Where Elvis, you know, from what many different stories say, he just walked in and they just gave him a record deal. I don't know what, if it's the true story or not. Like, but.
0: You just have to work at it. Yeah, you do indeed, uh, Malachie, and it's a funny thing that you mentioned, uh, you know, with Johnny Cash, because uh, myself and yourself were up in a, yeah. it was a, a Stars in Our Eyes competition in, in Doherty, and I think you were Gart Brooks, and uh, I was Johnny Cash. That was 2016, Malachie, five years ago. I know, I was just thinking on it there, uh, when I was when
1: I was chatting to you the last time about it, um, we had a great time, I would uh, do Hurry up at the festival that time, and it was to raise funds, I think, for the festival, or for something anyway, but, you know, like, things like that, Tony, you know, it just shows, like, you know, regardless if you're helping out in the fundraiser or not, it just shows you that you have a talent and people want you to show off that talent, you know. So, I could go into some place and pretend to be Gary Brooks tonight and the next night I could go in and pretend to be Elvis Presley Another, you know,
0: I can do these things, like, but sometimes I get nervous, you know, and that's that's natural too, like. Oh, that's uh, certainly very only natural that I can assure you, you, Maliki. because uh, it was a great night, though. Uh, yeah. uh, that was, in, in 2016, I think it was. But uh, mm-hmm. we've got a sort of Oasis team going on in this podcast as well. We're going to be talking about your top five favourite songs, of Oasis. And uh, I suppose uh, before we actually get into talking about the songs, Maliki, uh do you think Oasis will ever make a comeback? Well, not
1: really, because... In the way, if you look at it now, back in Paris in 2009, whatever happened there, we'll never, never know. There's stories upon stories upon stories. There was millions and millions and millions offered to both Liam and Noel. But when you look back now, you know, they're kind of doing fairly all right for themselves. I mean... And in a couple of months' time, Liam's gonna be actually going back to to a place called Nebworth, which is over in England, some I don't know what part of England, but it's in Nebworth anyway. It's a big big grounds and back in nineteen ninety six, about twenty-five years ago if I'm right, they actually done uh, two nights of concerts with over a half a million people who applied for tickets. And you know, it's just unbelievable. I mean, three nights in Dunlo wouldn't have been half of what them two boys had a covered you know back in ninety six you know, and they were just they were just two lucky brothers. Unfortunately, it went the wrong way towards the end, but for oasis coming back i don 't really think it's going to happen because yeah. both boys are in their fifties now they 're full grown men you
0: know, and there just has to be another band that's going to be three times as big as them, yeah, well, looking at the you know when I was going into this podcast, I was going doing a little bit of looking at oasis uh, Malaki. And one thing that struck me too, maybe that might have been, um, I think it's going to be a reason that they might have been part of of the reason to split up. And I think it's an, it's an even bigger reason that they'll might not get back together. And that is the fact that we all know that Noel was the the songwriter in the group. Maybe it was a it was a matter of uh, you know him wanting to be he was he was obviously only a backing vocalist to, to Liam mm-hmm. and the world Noel songs. Maybe that was a bit of a, an issue as the years went on. It would have been all right, like you know, like
1: as we all kind of know, you know. Noel had a talent of songwriting. I mean, the very first song he ever wrote was was called "Live Forever," and if you ever listen to the acoustic, it just puts the hairs in your in your neck. Like it's just really beautiful, you know, and it and it it can bring a tear to your eye. But you need to be a passionate Oasis fan to understand what the songs mean. What where are they going with these songs, you know and when I watched the Supersonic film when it came out that time, I was just absolutely blown away when when Noel said I came out with this song and it just starts with a strumming of a guitar of Live Forever like and all the lads all went out for fish and chips for supper and he it took him about five, ten minutes to write a song. When you sit nowadays and you try and write a song, it's not impossible but it's not as easy as what this guy has a talent, like this man sat in his bedroom all his young days, you know, with a, with a piece of paper and a and a pencil and a, and a guitar, you know and that's, yeah. you know it's very rare to find that nowadays where young lads just love to be on a stage and whacking it out, you know, where mm-hmm. you kind of have to
0: you know, you have to make a meaning of it That's true Maliki. and you know, we will be talking about that song, uh, even in more depth uh, later in the podcast, mm-hmm. but um one of the songs of the court, counting down here, folks, from number five to number one of Malachi's uh, favourite songs, Oasis Songs. And at number five, Maliki, we're going to talk about it uh, Stop Crying Your Heart Out. So talk to me about that song, Maliki.
1: Yeah, so the song Stop Crying Your Heart Out, it's a big melody song written by Noel, obviously, again, and, and sang by Liam. It's basically trying to find the path to the right situations where these were all big stars and they were on different roads and they were kinda you know it's just it's hard to explain it like, you know, but when you hear it like you'll you kinda understand a wee bit of what it means. Like but in my context of what it meant was that all the stars are fading away. It's like they're not coming back again, but they're they're there, if you know what I mean. So um Years ago, funny enough, uh, just came into my head. There, Buddy Holly once said, "The sky is for the stars." When they were about to board a plane, and when you think of it, like you know, like the sky is full of stars, but when Buddy Holly had said before he left on the plane, he's and they said, "This, this is too dangerous taking this plane ride," and he says, "The sky is for the stars," and it kind of frightens you, like because it really that's what had happened. They all had died. And their stars in the sky, and it's just—it's very
0: haunting, kind of, line. Yeah, that is very true. A lot of I yeah. suppose lines can be interpreted different ways, yeah. but that is definitely mm-hmm. a, a true. You can you can see where you're coming from with that, Malachi. And uh, of course, that song was uh, re- released in uh, 2002. Yeah. Uh, which was the second single from their fifth studio album, mm-hmm. uh, which is Heathen Chemistry. Yeah. And uh, that's, uh, songs that song's uh, at number five. Uh, number four. And number three in your list, uh, Malachy, the songs uh, Slide Away and uh, "Supersonic." Can you talk to me about them, two songs? Slide Away first. So Slide Away would have been, uh, I suppose, a relationship basis
1: of, you know, things were good. They got better, they got better, but they started to kind of drift. And if you ever watch on YouTube, uh, when Liam and Noel are singing it, uh, in the later years around two thousand and eight when they played at the Wembley Arena, you can see that there's a bit of a a sadness going on in Liam that he knows in his mind that, that Oasis is about to hit the floor. But yes. when you watch Noel doing a solo of his guitar solo, it's the anger is in Liam. He re- he you know, funny I would have been like a wee bit like Liam myself, like I mean as I am a happy-go-lucky person, but, you know, there's things in life that were thrown at you, and you're kind of angry a wee bit about things, but at the same time, you have to, that's what I'm saying about the music, it's the music that makes me on a different cloud, I just fade away, I don't know, you know, I kind of go into my own world, and I can sit down and listen to a song, like Slide Away, and I would say, that's a song that reminds me of what I used to be, You know, if things weren't going well or, you know, you just didn't feel yourself like, you know, back, back, way back that time, you know, but... Like it's it's a powerful, powerful
0: song in my in my discretion. Yeah. Like, yeah, it definitely is a, a another a great song. And you're right, though, like music can definitely um, transcend us, transport mm-hmm. us back to different times in our in our life. And uh, obviously, supersonic. Then, uh, Malachi, that was their debut single way back in 1994, uh, which then featured on the Definitely Maybe album. Uh, another great song, voices.
1: Oh yeah, definitely maybe like that is one of their. It was one of their fastest selling albums even though it was the first one that was out there. But there was more copies of that sold than any other one. Like you had What's the Story, Morning Glory. You had Heathen Chemistry. You had loads more after that. You know you had Stand on the Shoulder of Giants and uh, Dig Out Your Soul album. You know and Familiar to Millions was live in Wembley in 2000. And um you know they're all just fantastic yeah. songs, but they're just they're just sang in different ways and yeah. and attitudes and stuff.
0: They, they, they probably came to the stage two Oasis now that you think of it, Maliki, where maybe that they, they they felt as well that that they had done all they could do as a group. Well, I think in one way, you know, the
1: hunger was there. From they actually started in ninety two in a rehearsal room down on the boardwalk, and they went to Glasgow, and then this chap called Alan McGee, he came up to them and asked them for a record deal that time, you know, and, you know, they all came home then, and they were all business, uh, as you would say, you know, and they were getting bigger and bigger, but the the bigger pressure, I would say, was for Noel, and I'm not picking him out singly, or feeling sorry for him I know, hey, but you have to produce songs, you know, if you look back on the Late Late Show, one chap in an audience in the Late Late Show said to Noel, it must be, Hard that you're going to dry up, and Noel thought he meant about going to the pubs and stuff, but he said, like, you're afraid that you're not going to be able to produce 12 songs next year, and it's an ongoing concern. Like, I mean, for me, DJing, I'm constantly always listening to the latest stuff, and you've got Darren McKennedy, Ava Max, you have Calvin Harris, David Gutta, you have all these big artists, you know, and it's, you know, for us as DJs, we're all right because all we have to do is play it. But you have to play it and
0: have to interact with the crowd, which we love doing anyway. Well, that's something you do, I must say, Maliki, better than anyone else I've seen, to be honest. Uh, I definitely uh, have to compliment you on that ability. Thanks very so much, Tony. Yeah. No, I, I I enjoy it. Like, and I would know other DJs as
1: well, and I enjoy watching mm. them too. Yeah. So, I want to give them a shout out as well. Yeah, I'm not going to name name them all because
0: like, there's too many of them. That's true. They're, yeah. they're, there's a good few. Well, uh, that is uh, slide away and supersonic talked about, and we'll talk about songs number two and number one later on in the podcast, Malachi. Uh, just want to talk there. You know, you're you're on about your DJ and Malachi, and I want to talk more about that now. Mm-hmm. You know, you look to me like. You go to a different place completely when you're, you're you're DJing. Like music is something that you love, and I would say, you know, since you've been able to have the ability to actually go to, a you now when things are opening up, Maliki, mm-hmm. it must give you a great release to meet all these people that you were performing to on Facebook Live. Ah, oh, definitely, Tony. You know, it's like,
1: you know, we like we have been locked up for 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 a good while, and you know, it's it's sort of we learned a lot from the lockdown and i certainly have learned a lot from the lockdown and i have people tony on my facebook page that i don't even know never met before and funny one day i was in a in the cafe there so i want to give them a shout out in the butter rock um but we were in anyway having our lunch and stuff and uh you know there was these ones at this table next to us and i know who they are but i don't want to be mentioning them or anything embarrassing them but uh, they were sitting there, and all I could hear was, Mammy, that's that's the DJ Mack, Mammy. And I kind of sat, and I was kind of half grinning to myself, and I thought, no, don't don't show it like, you know, just, and the wee girl was at the table, and she says, Mammy, I wonder, if we asked DJ Mack, would he take a picture with us, would he do it, do you think, Mammy? And, the mum had said, well I'm sure now, if you, if we go over and ask him, well, and so I ate my lunch and all that, and the next thing I turned around, I said, "Sorry to interrupt you." As I says, "Did I hear somebody asking for a a picture?" And to, to see the look on their faces, you know, was just like, you know, it just meant the world to them, you know, and it was like, I met the mother after that, you know, on the on the River Riverwalk one, even when I was out, and she says, she she kind of welled up a bit, and I says, Are you all right?" and she says. That really made her day, you know, what you done for all that weed table and I says, Well that's what it's about. I says it's all about interacting mm-hmm. and, and giving the people time and that's what I do. I says I try my best to get to everybody and you know and that's my my family would have been very, you know, outgoing people, you know, we would chat to anybody, we would chat the leg of a stool as they say yes. But you know, to come home and to feel that I took. I'm an ordinary man and don't know, but I have a career now of DJing and being people's lifeline. To be asked to to be taking a picture in my own, you know, hometown is, is just unbelievable. Like yeah,
0: you talked about you know people that are looking and asking for a picture, Maliki people won't forget in a hurry this, even listening to this podcast that we're watching your Facebook Lives Malachi mm. people won't forget in a hurry the, the like the amount of nights that you spent on Facebook Live hour after hour after hour uh, uh, like entertaining people when they had nothing else nowhere to go no, no pub open, and that that won't be forgotten in a hurry I don't think no
1: definitely not Tony but you know the thing about uh, home here in Dunlow is that you know people don't really come up to you like that you know much and say can I get a picture with you can you sign this for me can you say hello like all during the birthday lockdowns for the last year or two that we had I was getting loads and loads of messages from people and asking me to do birthday videos and to wish such and no one a happy birthday and it, I felt very honoured and, and and very very happy about that because I mean that could have been some other 29 year old lad who could have done what I done. But for some reason somebody sent me a message in my head and said, Go and do that thing on live and see how it goes. I mean, I could have been just like anybody else sitting at home twiddling me thumbs, but I actually took my time and I enjoyed what I do and I've met so many different people and I know so many new names and never even knew half the people, you know. And I'd be like, geez, where who are these people? And, you know, I've met some of them personally, like I've met one of the ladies is organising a big Sean Cuddy weekend on the 14th of May 2022. And I'm looking forward to that and to meeting all them people, you know, because like they could have had somebody else, Tony. Like they could have asked some other local DJ to do it, but frankly, they've picked me because I started doing a Country Monday thing on Facebook. It'd be on Facebook Monday afternoon there, about half one to three o'clock. And it's just an hour of country music and just anybody can send in a song and we'll try and get it for them if we can and if we can't get it
0: that Monday we'll try our best all week for the following Monday and that's what it's about. Yeah. You know. Keeping people together and Facebook is definitely it has its negatives, but it definitely has a lot of positives too, Maliki and uh, I want to talk Maliki uh, now. Move on to the fact that away from the DJing, you're like uh, in your early years uh, too. Like you, we obviously you obviously did, a, you used to sing at like Garrett Brooks and different contests and that. But uh, tell me, talk to me about Murphy's Law, the group, and uh, the night that you actually took the out of a bit of a, a hole with the drum kit. Oh yeah yeah so uh yeah years ago
1: for Christmas um before Christmas I actually was gone up to a legendary drummer who used to be with the goldstone shave uh Peter Healy, Peter would have been uh a drummer for the goldstone shave for for a number of years and uh my grandfather took me up one night to peter's house to to see the drums you know and uh, I got numerous lessons of them and what do you call it, he came down to me then a couple of days after Christmas Day when I got my own kit and uh, we just we just went up to the house hey, and we just jammed away but I learned something from it, I learned the 2-4 beat and the 4-4 four, four beat and that but it's a while since i played the drums now so I'm getting out of practice but I used to whack away at the bow run too at school up in Dunlow yeah. as well I used to join in with the, the Irish music that they used to do up in the school and I would play the bow run and lots of people used to say to me, "How do you know where to play it?" And I just "You have to listen to what everybody else is playing, and kind of not make up your own beat, but you had to
0: kind of keep on the timing." Yeah, bit of rhythm. You have yeah. to be able to keep up, and yeah. uh, as well, like you would have sang along with that group one night uh, in the Bayview, and uh, you know, you definitely you were singing a few songs. I think uh, "Galway Girl" was amongst them. Uh, Malagian by, by all accounts, yeah. You had the crowd going there too. Uh, definitely. I definitely I was
1: learning away at Steve Earle's uh, Galway Girl and I had it I had it nailed, so I had no problem at all. Uh so i done the Galway Girl song, i done uh Shane McGowan, a couple of Shane McGowan, the Sally McLellan, When the Sally McLellan came on, Tony and I can still half picture it in the Bayview and no exaggeration, it was absolutely oh uh, Jesus hey, they were it was just like a concert, it was like my own band. The, and they were just hopping high there were drinks spilt everywhere and people were just going mad and yeah. I just call it you know as the boss used to call it the glory days yeah it sounds like a good night Malaghy oh man it was good but uh, Murphy's Law you see they had a drummer called Charlie Boyle um, they're not together now the band but when they were they were excellent Like, but Charlie's, uh, Charlie and the boys were practicing one day just before the Bayview night and uh what do you call it, Charlie, Charlie's, uh, bass drum bust, and, uh, I don't know, he must have been sore on the, sore on the sticks and the pedals, but, uh, Pat, uh, who was the main man in the band, and Sean Davidson, and, uh, Stephen Campbell, they had asked us, could I, lend them my kit, and I said, not a problem at all, and, uh, what do you call it, we, uh, in favour, and return in favour, as they say, I, I got to do a set, set of songs, I could, could pick three three of my favorite songs so i done the galway girl the sally McLennan, and uh i think i'd done dirty old town or johnny come lately i can't remember now but it was definitely one of the two of yeah. them last but the place was just hopping you know
0: yeah good choices and uh you just like um, entertaining people maggie that's really and truly what i'm getting here that's the the constant vibe that's been throughout oh definitely tony and
1: you know like You'll find people in life, you know, what I've learned too is some of them are so sure and some of them are so quiet. And funny, I've seen a few people who were quiet singers. They would actually, you know, they were they were just amazing singers. I found them over the years where you would say, you know, you would egg somebody on to go on, sing a wee song. They used to do that to me too, Tony. Like, And my problem is I mix up the verses a lot. But when... when uh, I, no harm in
0: that not time too. <laughs> well... <laughs>
1: You know, like somebody one night, we were in having a session with the Murphy's Law, but it was an acoustic session, and uh, there was Pat and myself, and Sean Davison and uh, Stephen Campbell, and uh, we had a. They used to do a Wednesday night in the Bayview once a month, and I would come up and and listen to them and have a a beer or two and listen to them. But uh, how do you call it? Um, some people would say would you sing a song Malagy? and I would say well, shes that's the boys you know it's not my it's not my place to say it and then the boys would say i will sing a song and some lady she was from America and she says uh, you're you're a great singer and I said thanks very much and uh, she says would, would you know the Mary from Dunnlow song she's the next thing I was there and I says oh hi, the mary but I took it it was patrick Geller and the goldstone stone shaves, Mary. Mary, Mary, you uh, the two Marys mixed up. I had the two Marys mixed up and uh, the next thing I I, uh, I was in the bar on, you know, and the the woman didn't know what to I seen her looking, can kind of, but I would have always closed my eyes so I can picture the words and picture what way it goes. And Jesus sang, Mary, Mary anyway. and when she came over and she says that was that was fantastic too, she says, but it was the Mary from Dunload, <laughs> da- Daniel O'Donnell's version and I Oh sorry, I says
0: the only I only know the few words of it. I don't yeah. you know what I mean. So You might need the what do you call it, the Google lyrics for that one for the Mary from Dunlo the because there's quite a few verses in it too. There's a, there's a lot of
1: verses, but you know, geez, it, was, it was funny, you know, but Yeah. The poor lady, she wanted to hear it and uh what do you call it uh, there was one of the ladies then who sang I think it was Deborah and Dunlow Deborah Melly. I think Deborah sang it maybe
0: for then and it was just absolutely class yeah you know it really was yeah you've always just enjoyed it entertaining Malachi yeah. in, in all different descriptions but uh, we we'll get on Malachi I suppose we'll, we'll talk about your number 2 song uh, that you've picked in your top 5 favourite songs uh, here of uh, Oasis and uh, number 2 is uh, Wonderwall And when I was doing a bit of looking back on Oasis as well this evening, I was looking at uh, the story behind Wonderwall. Is obviously on the What's the Story, Morning Glory album. But the song describes an imaginary friend uh, who's going to come and save you from yourself. That's what Noel Gallagher had imagined. That's kind of deep stuff there. (laughs) It is, surely, you know. And I think, you know... When you listen to
1: the song, and as you said, it's 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 you know it's somebody that's that's there, but they're not there, uh, you know. Like when you when you sing the song, like I would have sang it a few times down in down in Biddy's bar on a Saturday night. Some ones would say miles around town, and and I would go on and and what do you call it, Dave would give me the nod and say, "Go up and sing Wonderwall for them." And I would sing Wonderwall and sure, "Jesus, the place, Tony, and I'm not just saying it for me, like, but the place was just hopping. They just." I think in one sense I think Oasis was always there but I think there's a relive since I started listening to them because it was my uncle who I uh, explained to you beforehand it was him that got me into them and I just went out the road with him one night in the car for a spin and he hit them on in the car and I thought oh I like that and more and more like don't look back in anger what's the story morning glory and all the different songs like Champagne, Supernova and etc. And I says to him, would you mind if I borrow that for the night? And he said, I'll tell you what, he says, I'll take all the albums on after work tomorrow, he says, and you can put them on a, a disc if you want. So I took them all with me and put them on the discs. And uh,
0: oh, they were just brilliant, you know. Yeah. So that's see so your uncle uh, played a role in you getting into Oasis and uh, I'm sure uh, he are thankful for that because you uh, would have been copying all the music on the end of, of of Oasis and I'm sure you have every album and every song that, ha- that they ever released. Uh, Marky. Well, I had uh because I had them on the computer that I had and uh, unfortunately the, the computer
1: got old and it packed in but um I can still go back and get them off him you know it's yeah. not like they're not there he'd be very willing to give me them to borrow them you know for the night or whatever but uh, you know I think people have stopped buying music or like albums it's more online That's and it's right, streaming streaming and, and i i think it's just it's it's a new era and people are just more and when you go to a concert like i went to a few concerts before all the lockdowns and stuff everyone had a bloody phone out yeah and i Fair enough I had my phone or two but I would have only taped maybe one or two songs that I enjoyed but I would have just shared them on the Facebook for the next day to say what a brilliant gig and all this carry on so I know I'm one of the phone, phone crowd but like I just stand there and I listen to what they're singing and what they're telling you you know musicians are very
0: intelligent people. They are, they, they, can, they know what a crowd wants at a particular time and I suppose a DJ is like that too Malachi. it's the same story because whenever there's a lull uh, you know when to, to raise the crowd mm-hmm. and uh, like that, whenever you feel like you maybe they need rest, you can uh, play a wee slow set Malachi.
1: Oh definitely Tony and you
0: know I
1: when I played first it was in the Bayview bar and uh, there was a staff party in it and my friend Patrick who had it at the time, Patrick said to me one night he says do you know what you could do i says what he says, would you run down home he says and take up your wee speaker and your on your computer and i says "Oh well." and uh he's and geez we, we were there and we we went home at a reasonable time as well like you know and and uh went under supervalue super value maybe two days later and some of the staff were working they were there from the party and they were saying my God Almighty, that was a great night, the last night. We would have all went home, they said, only for you started up the music. And I said, well, it was kind of Patrick, I just, that asked me to do it, like, but... uh oh, I've met a lot of bands, you know, through the Bayview too, you know, yeah. and... And I got to know the people and all that, like, you know, the likes of the Logues and the Brambles and who else was there? Oh my God, there's hundreds of them. Yeah.
0: Loads of different bands and uh, yeah. another two musicians you've met, uh, like you would have, uh, well, you definitely seen them perform, I think it was uh, Christy Dignam and Christy Moore, two great names of uh, Irish music. Yeah, I did. And uh, what do you call it?
1: Uh, Aslan came to one of our festivals, Tony, uh, a couple of years back uh, when... The Austin, as is known as the Waterfront now, before it all got renovated and stuff. Uh, Aslan were down the street, Main Main Street, down low here, and um, I didn't know anything about Aslan. I wasn't interested in who Aslan were. Went to their gig, and I just thought, Holy God, that's that's some front man. Like, you know, he was doing actions with his hands, and he does things, you know, differently to what a singer would would do. Um, so about jeez maybe about a month later anyway the water or the austin as it was called they they took aslan back again to donegal and i i was very lucky that night there weren't too many in it but i still really enjoyed it and the beauty of the second time was uh, tony and believe it or not i have a picture at home to prove it i actually got to meet christy dignam that night Um, And funny enough, I forgot to tell you before, Shane McGowan, when he was here in Dunlow, I met Shane McGowan and I have pictures as well of me and Shane uh, when he was here in Dunlow when Sweeney's Hotel was open back that time
0: yeah great other uh, great man a, great, a yeah. great great songwriter Shane McGowan and yeah. definitely great good names there and good to have met them Maliki. and uh yeah, yeah so Wonderwall was number two in your um top five voices songs Maliki, and we'll be revealing number one uh just towards the end of the the, the podcast uh but Maliki, I just want to talk now about um like uh, as you're kind of growing up like yourself, like you would have been uh, in and out to sort at the hospital quite a lot. Can you tell us about that and, and how it ended up uh, you doing a, another great uh, achievement raising a lot of money for Crumlin Hospital?
1: Yeah, um, what do you call it? It's a, a kind of an important topic too, I suppose. Um, for many years, as many people would have known or not known, I, I would have been very sick when I was a couple of days old. Uh, born in Kenny Hospital, but had to be shifted to to dublin straight away i think it was maybe two days after if i can't remember now anyway but i had to be shifted to dublin and uh there was a nursing letter kenny thank god she had noticed that uh my breathing wasn't right so i don't remember any of this obviously but this is you know it's the the facts of what happened and uh what do you call it we went to dublin and i thank god i got through all the operations and had major surgeries over the years and stuff but uh it just, um, it, you know, it never put me down, Tony. It never kind of said, well, here I am now. I won't be fit to work. I'm not fit to do big sports activities. I'm not going to be able to lift mad stuff that's gone, you know. And I just kind of, um, I just got on with life. And I just, I just took it day by day. And I was just very lucky that I was one of the chosen few to be. To be, to be there you know so when I was turning 17, 18 then I uh, I decided to do a thank you to Crumlin by raising 8,700 euro uh, for Crumlin and this was a thank you to Crumlin and to their staff and to everybody who was there um, just to thank them for, for what all the work the hard work they've done Uh, Over the years and thank the nurses and the fantastic doctors, professors, there was every mankind, woman and child was was there and uh, hey it was important Tony because there would have been a machine that they would never have been able to afford Mm -hmm. that I could put money back
0: into the hospital and it was a thank you to them just yeah. well Crumlin Hospital up there do great work you know uh in Dublin and uh I have just, I've seen myself firsthand the work they do and uh you know how did you go about raising the money Malachy well I know my mother won't like me saying
1: this but around on her 40 at that time she uh we done a an 80s uh night you know like music of the 80s and uh, my they wasn't tied on the same time so we just had the two and the one but uh, we also done a big uh, charity walk as well on the railway walk down in Burtonport um, we hired at the community centre for the day and we were very lucky there too uh, the committee had agreed to give us the haul uh, without expense so we were very thankful for that too because um, well we used electricity and heating and stuff you know and and we were just very, very lucky to have, you know, the facility there for it. So we'd done a big 5K walk, and we had a great day, lovely weather. And we had, geez, we must have had about oh, a good 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 couple of hundred people anyway, Tony. And uh, everybody was so kind. Hey, they were coming with food, and they were helping out in any way. And I was a wee bit emotional. I got a wee bit emotional on stage with the speech because uh, I just, I was just blown away. Because, because... Ireland does so much uh, fundraising and it's very hard to it's very hard to pass somebody that you do know and you know you say, Well there's a tenor I mean the money that was coming and I can't say what it was, but you know, like it was it was, yeah. it, was it was it was important money to other people I'm sure like yeah. and I was just so so grateful. But walking through the doors of Crumlin Hospital with a big check in my hand for Crumlin. i was just very very i was very honored and again i was very emotional and uh, i was just uh, i just hugged the doctor that i had for all them years and i i cried on him like a wee bit but i was yeah. uh, it was just a it was just a handover tony it was from i was so used to being with them and i'm with a fantastic crowd now again uh the matter hospital in dublin i'm with them now this last couple of years and um. I'm very, very grateful for being there too because they do absolutely fantastic work again you know, and uh, we're just we, sh- we should be more thankful, Tony.
0: Well, d- definitely. So we've seen, you know, in the, the last eighteen months, especially Malaki, um, just how important you know the front line and any yeah. front line uh, yeah. st- staff, w- w- whatever it is. But uh, the hospitals itself have had a lot to deal with uh, across the country, mm-hmm. and you know d- they do uh, unbelievable work. And uh, you're mentioning there like the likes sort of the Matter and uh, Crumlin Hospital, two very like. Uh, Popular hospitals there, and, uh, and like how how is your health, Malachi? Anyway, you know, if you don't mind me asking, in a minute. Um, thank God, Tony. I'm a hundred percent. No,
1: no, no problem at all. Um, out walking all the time, and again walking. Hey, you know it's a, it's, a, it's a great remedy as well. Fresh air, uh, seeing people out walking as well. Stop for a minute or two and ask the person how they're doing. And you know like the same. We're going back to the live streaming. You know. People were coming on. The likes of we'll give an example. Mickey Paddy Joe. Hello to Mickey Paddy Joe. Hope you're having a good day. I didn't know who Mickey Paddy Joe was, but Mickey Paddy Joe was thinking to himself, "How does he know me?" The way I done it was, I was just interacting with these people that you know to make it like I do know them, and I don't have have a clue at all. I know. You know, but it's important, like, to keep your health, like eating well and and stuff and you can blow out in time but it's a uh, like in my perspective you know uh, of a long term heart condition I, I would advise you to,
0: to to keep keep healthy and just yeah well, I'm glad Maliki that you're uh, you're yeah. you're in a, a good place. And yeah. uh, there, there's a man I have to mention that he, you know, he's a big follower follower of yours too. And uh, you will probably meet him there at the Cope Mountain there, Pat the Cope Gallery. I think Pat, uh, if you listen to this podcast. He's I think he's trying to set a, a Guinness World Record of consecutive days walked. I think he's up to the six seven hundred days consecutive. He is surely. <laughs> he's he's a, a long a long term family
1: family friend and. Uh, He, he enjoys, he enjoys the crack with me too, you know, and, uh, what do you call it? And you have Anne there too, I'm gonna give her a shout out as well. Yeah. But, uh, when I started all the music and all the carry on he, he would ring down you know every every day and say ah Jesus that was another brilliant performance you know and he, you could you could tell he was taking a hand but I would say a lot of it he meant it too you know he was, yeah. was kind of having the crack with you too but he was ringing me the last day and he was he was saying we're all watching you here now and he says you're Jesus, you're something else, you know. And I would say, Ah, I says, You should have went down the road I went down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think Pat was happy enough the way he, wrote he went down himself. Yeah, I know. We, we, and
1: most importantly, and I don't want anyone to think I'm a, a kind of a sucker or, or a, a whatever you would call it, but uh, uh, we just want to thank Pat for everything he has done for, for us over the years, and you know what, people. Yeah. Like, I have people, Tony, uh, as everybody has, there's some people are jealous of me of what I have done, but if I took that on board, Tony, well, I would say in the morning, Asher. Ah, sure, well, sure, what's the point now then? That's right. Uh, you know, like, I mean, there's loads of singers and there's loads of people can play music, you know, but it's it's, you know, and there's loads of people in their own professions that do it good, but... If one man's doing as good as
0: you are, well, why can't you not try and be three times as that's good right. as yeah. you know? Everyone basically should try and help each other, uh, uh, yeah, is what, what you're trying to say, and yeah. it's uh, it's definitely true. And Pat and Ann definitely enjoyed their music, uh, even myself when I was DJing on, on radio, and that and yeah. they would never miss a, a show. They no. were like the very dedicated yeah. uh, music listeners, yeah. but uh, as, uh, you know, definitely have to give them a shout out on the podcast. Yeah. But definitely. we'll move on to your number one song, Maliki, that you've picked on this uh, podcast. And w- there's a wee hint uh, on this song, because we actually talked about it there uh, at the beginning of the podcast. Live Forever, uh, Malachy, is, is number one. and uh, It's the third single uh, on their debut album, Definitely Maybe, released in 1994, written again by Noel Gallagher. And uh, when I was checking out Google, because trust me, I wouldn't know this funny for Google, Um, it was inspired by the Rolling Stones' Shine a Light. And... Uh, Noel, when he started writing the song, uh, he was actually a roadie for another group. And uh, when Liam um, heard it, his brother, I think that helped convince Liam that Noel should join the group. And it's probably one of the most wisest decisions that Liam made. Oh, definitely, you know. And when you look back on the the, the
1: DVD, <laughs> I would have watched and watched and watched away, you know. But he, uh, like Liam would have had a band, uh, Tony, called The Rain. And they were fairly. Well, according to Noel's uh, antics, he says that they were fairly decent, and and, and they have an, an older brother called Paul, who actually used to go, but uh, Noel used to be the roadie for the Inspiral Carpets, you see, and um, he came home from a tour, I think it was, and they all met up in a pub somewhere in Burnage, and I would say maybe it was just kind of a sort of, he wanted him to manage the band, you know, and... Noel had said to him you know I'm sure you could find somebody better than me and that's when they just started rehearsing and getting songs Mm. written down you know and I think you know the music today is is totally totally different Tony like you know I can sit in the house today and I could say you know there's a song out now actually in the charts Uh, Elton John is singing it and it's very 80s style but it's actually it's motherized as well, and um, I can't remember the name of it now, but, you know, when you listen to it, it's like something that was out in your parents' time in the eight, late 80s, and, and it's, it's really nice, you know, and it's um, it's class, but even there too, you know, with what do you call him, um, Dermot Kennedy, like Dermot Kennedy, you know, he's got some really, really good stuff there, you know, and you had Rag and Bone Man, he was another big, big name too you know they still are all big names and then you have the man himself Ed Sheer now like Ed has a song called Bad Habits Ed disappeared off the universe for a couple of years but he's back again you know but there's pressure 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 all the time in music people think you know oh this is great turn from town to town city and country and eating out in fancy restaurants it's it's not all that.
0: No. Well, it's, uh, it must be a difficult life too when you, when you consider uh, the, the pressures you see of maintaining success, but a wee break would have done uh, Ed Sheeran no harm at all, and it's uh, certainly evident of that, but the song as well, Live Forever, Malachie. Yeah. The, the lyrics uh, are partly, like I uh, just was reading, they're a tribute to, to the Gallagher's mother, and uh, she was an avid gardener, and uh, her garden is actually mentioned in the song, so yeah. that was nice, you know, that uh, a nice touch, and uh, of course uh, Irish parents had... Yeah, they had a... Their father was uh, Tommy Gellar. Tommy was a
1: DJ. He, yeah. used to, he used to be a DJ for for, uh, for a radio station. And uh, he came from uh, County Meath. And Peggy herself... Actually, we've bit information. I don't know if anybody knows this, but maybe the older generation. Peggy Gellar actually uh, used to knock about here. Down about Burtonport. My granny was telling me this a long time ago. She vaguely remembered uh, Peggy herself... Uh, she used to knock about Burtonport many many years ago, but i don 't know how she landed here or what was the situation, but she claimed in a way that that that's you know she she came here like
0: yeah but uh love forever was obviously too uh voted the best oasis song in a poll that was uh taken on the band's official website and uh you know it seems as well that that noel and and like especially too had a big fascination with the Beatles. Because he said that every song that he wrote, like he compared it to the Beatles. There is a song uh called She's Electric. She, it was on the
1: What's the Story, Morning Glory. If anybody has an interest in listening to it, it's got the Oasis uh rift. Or sorry, the Beatles Rift. Sorry, the Beatles Rift. Uh it would remind you of one of their songs from the early sixties yeah. if you listen to it and um Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just a band that just grew into my Mm -hmm. soul. Uh, It was always Garrett Brooks, Garrett Brooks, and then it went to Elvis, and then, like, it can be anyone. I actually listen to, not very often I do, but I listen to Luciano Mm -hmm. uh, one evening. It was, one of the big songs that he does is uh, Nessum Dorum, and it's just absolutely class, like.
0: Yeah. You know, powerful song, Malaki. But um, well, Malaki, uh, you'll be glad to hear that we've uh, we've reached the end of the interview. And it's, uh, I must say, it's been uh, great chatting to you over the last hour. Good man, and I really enjoyed it, Tony. And thanks a lot now for for uh, taking your
1: time and and, and doing it. And want to give a shout out to everybody up on air on EAFM. But
0: a uh, big shout out to them too, and thanks for the coverage up there as well. Yeah no bother Malachi and uh, as I say keep doing what you're doing with the, with the music because uh you know things are only going to keep going in one direction for you and uh, uh well done on all you've done so far mm-hmm. and continued success to you thanks very much Tony
1: now as I say uh you know we can all say thanks to everybody and thanks for your support but genuinely. It means a lot to me. It's it's it's, it's my. It's like having a heartbeat. It's, it's your lifeline. And if you didn't have it, you know, like, what would you do? Like, yeah. you know, I'm not a carpenter or a plumber or a builder yeah. or nothing. And that's just, uh, it came from my grandfather's side. They were all musical. And my granny's side, my granny would have mm-hmm. sang songs. And my great granny before me would have mm-hmm. sang songs. And funny enough, uh, there's a DVD home home dvd made and my aunt mary uh said it in the dvd uh in the video of it she says this fella's full of music
0: yes full of music well, that's a that's not yeah. a bad thing to be full of manicky and that's that if uh you know that's true is yeah.
1: what what she said it's like she she said this is gonna be full of music and it kind of brought a bit of a kind of tear to me because she knew more than what anybody else would have known like i mean yeah. They used to sing Danny Boy and all the big songs when and and when I was only a wee baby at the time. And looking back on it now, it's it's nearly thirty years ago, like or whatever you know. And yeah. I just um, I just can't believe. Like she had said, you know, this fella's going to be full of music, yeah. you know. And I don't know. I would love to bring out. A, I would love to do a movie of myself. I'll tell you, I'd <laughs> be some movie, Malachi
0: I would. I would lo- <laughs> who, who Who would you get to be the the lead role? I wonder who who uh, who springs to mind.
1: I don't know. I don't know. You might have your cell phone. Oh, tell you,
0: it'll be a short uh, film. Hey, it'll be a short uh, movie. No, no, no. Uh, I would have. Um, I, I would say someone like maybe De Niro. De Niro. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I would love to do it. Maybe. And I know it's a silly idea, but you know when you see everybody else and you see, you know they they kind of do these, uh, you know like these big singers now. They all do their own home dvd and they sell it for yeah. whatever and i i don't know i would love to try it i probably yeah. probably be probably be silly like you know but yeah. i put i put the dj and the
0: start of the dj career and all the stuff over the years into it yeah. you know sure listen if you don't try you'll never know malachi and before i finish up malachi i just want to say uh, hello as well to your to your mom evelyn and here granny ward who are uh, big uh, listeners to you and uh, no doubt a big support to you as well oh definitely yeah because uh
1: with the Country Monday thing, we were on the phone one day, uh, chatting away about the, one of the day gigs, and she says, um, you know, she says, you should try, maybe doing a, doing a country show, you know, for the crack, and see what it's like, there's a guy up in, uh, Balbofair, I don't know him personally, but you might have came across him, a guy called Robert McNutt, he was on Finn Valley FM there, so I want to say hello to Robert there too, I don't know him personally, but I do watch him an odd time as well, yeah. on Facebook, so, and uh, he's he's a nice lad yeah. as well. He's he's up about Fun Valley there.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, definitely the music is uh, well in circulation, Malaki. And you touched on something there as well that I'm going to finish off. What did you 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 have a big birthday coming up next year, Malaki?
1: Oh, I do, I do, I <laughs> do. Big uh, big thirtieth for next year. So hoping hoping to get a big party going, yeah. and I would love to hire out the
0: Cope car park because I would say I'll need the crowd that'll. I'll tell you uh, so, something, something to look forward to and somebody made that point too recently that in times like we are at the minute and we have been in that it's always good to have things look forward to Maliki, and uh, definitely uh, look like you'll be looking forward to that but uh, Malachi it's, it's been a pleasure and I would like to wish you all the very best and thanks for your time during the podcast good man Tony and thank you ever so much as well for having us on the podcast and
1: Every podcast you've done, Tony, has absolutely been fantastic. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on That's I generally mean that it's been absolutely fantastic with the work you've put on. Tony, you know, you're, you're just unbelievable. So you are.
0: Well, I don't know, Malachy, I'll give you that favour uh, after the show, Malachy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, maybe a tenor, maybe, Tony. <laughs> what wasn't a tenor? I don't think.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Talk to Pat the Cope. Yeah, I know, will
0: tell you. But yeah. uh, no, but Malachy, uh, thanks for the, the kind words and uh, all the very best to you and continued success. Remind yourself, Tony. Thanks a million. Thanks, everybody,
1: for listening in as well and joining in with uh, Tony's Time Out Podcast 57.
0: Yeah, that's right. Episode number 57. But thanks for my, a million, Malachy, and all the very best to you. Perfect. Thank you, Tony. Well, folks, there you have it. That was episode number 57 of the Time Out podcast with the great DJ Mac uh, Dunlow DJ here, who I can only foresee great things happening for uh, in the future and uh, going along uh, mighty at the moment as well. Keep on the lookout for uh, episode number 58, which will be coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, But for now, from me, Tony McGettigan, to you listeners, until next time, it's goodbye. For more on the Time Out podcast. Visit the timeoutpodcast.ie. Thanks for listening.